All right. Hello again, everybody, Gaia fans. This is Elaine Barrett, writer, director, engineer, producer, and voice of Captain Elizabeth Monroe. And this is for the next installment of the Gaia's Voyages commentary. This is the uh, commentary for Episode 7, Love is in the Air, Part 2A. And with me is the lovely Katarina Fury who uh, will be taking over the voice of M. Rusis. So, she's Armorok's evil little niece. <laughs> yes, I am. Although, I promise to not sound like this during the actual recording. Yes. Um, and somewhat with her is Sprite Fury of one of Mycroft's major, major feline fangirls. Yes. I think she is the preeminent feline fangirl for Mewcroft, as she calls him, anywhere. Yes. She's purring. I don't know if this is picking up on the mic, but she's sitting here purring at the idea of the episode. Yes. Yes, Sprite, sweetie. Just, just stay tuned for some nice, fun Mycroft action. Uh, what we're hearing right now is the flashback for what happened last time. Um, Mycroft and uh, Andre challenging Mycroft to a duel, including the whole smacking him in the face with the glove. Correct, because, you know, slapping your commanding officer is a wise decision. It's, it's Gaia, and Elizabeth was just left having so much fun watching it that she didn't decide to court-martial Andre. It's... One of those things. Well, it seems like Mycroft didn't actually say no, nor did he argue the point when he could have as well. So yeah, see, he, he's as yes, Mycroft is perfectly capable of court marshalling Andre himself. So exactly. Commanded by Captain Elizabeth Monroe. it's Gaia supposedly a ship of science with like the black ops thing being really, really, really in the background. Andre, by the way, has no idea of the black ops thing. Neither does Andre has no idea on quite a few exactly. things. Exactly. I don't think that the man has ever actually done anything. Yes. Of, he's overcome. Of the bridge crew, the ones who do not know about the Black Ops are Andre, McCall, and actually Barass. You do not want to know what we do. Yes. The big rocky man has no idea. <laughs> Bruce, sorry, buddy, but you're clueless. You simply want Just, the monster under you know, the bed to You disappear. don't want the security guy to know. No, he'll turn you in. We are the yes, he is rather happen. the heavy. Who are we? <laughs> well, okay, yes, that's you, a bad. Ever, Gaia fans everywhere are grunting. Everything has a price. Yes, including Spring. <laughs> we are black. She just keeps giving these looks to the microphone Gaia's like, Voyages, eh, Episode eh. 7. Love is in the Air, Part 2. Oh, and here that. we come to the dual scene. Sprite, don't eat the microphone. <laughs> I have to say, I like the musical selection here just because, well, I do like medieval music. And the yeah. idea of this in space I tried is to, um, for, for the music in this one, I tried to do something that sort of did the, the, some of the cheeky undertones and everything that's going on. I will say, of the sound mixing, something I noticed is how heavily layered this episode is. You can tell that they're in a crowded area, but it's also not overpowering, in my opinion. And that's one of the things that really stands out as a quality part of the, uh, the two-parter here. This scene here was quite a pain in the butt. Uh, it was actually much longer originally. I cut it down, if that's possible, to imagine. 
Um, and so the, almost the entire cast this time was in this scene at one time. Even if you are so that was quite a well. That leads us to question who's actually driving the ship. So it's probably good you got it down. Well, guy can fly the ship at the same time, and there's plenty of. Think about it. It's the ship the size of a city. The crew is huge. The bridge crew's not obviously oh, yeah, it has relief crew. And all. Yes, you're being a brat. Sprite smacker. <laughs> Um, Sprite is instead licking the monitor, so... Oh. Um, I... You might actually hear the crinkling. Yes, I'm hearing a little that bit. Is... That is Sprite on the desk going, Mew crap, mew crap, rah, rah, rah. Well, that's one of the funny things that happened here, is Christy Plotkin is Vixen actually did do a cheerleader thing. I had a lot of my my cast in this giving me improvs and such in the background. A lot of the cheers and such in the background are improvs. Yes, Sprite is pure is purring. <laughs> but she really likes um, manly scenes with Mycroft, and this is one. Although I don't think she realizes that he's getting a little help from Best. The best you can come up with. Yes, this is the time. Um, this is like the original Desdemona, the original Mycroft. I'm not the not the original Mycroft, but the original McCall, Renee Christine Jones. Um, she is returning. For folks who really like her. She is returning in Gaia 13 as the part of Dr. Bianca, who is will be replacing Dr. Undoma, who has gotten transferred back to Earth. He's not supposed to win. So I suppose I plucked her feathers and she came back in a whole different manner. Yeah, we have a lo- we have a lot of little byplay. Right now, here we have uh, one of the classic little Ace and Vixen flirting. He hates, she hates me, him smacking. You know, wasn't this? Uh, well, I won't say that until we get there, actually. But uh, this this was actually a pivotal flirting scene, however, if I remember correctly. Barely. And uh, I, I will say I. I like the idea of these two fencing in space with actual rapier, though, because it's a bit preposterous, but it also shows that the Gaia world has a real respect for history, which, as a history nerd, I like. Yeah, it's fun. Oh, thanks to you, Cat. Now I'm imagining a shirtless George Takei as Andre. <laughs> Yes, I was posting shirtless George Takei fencing photos on my uh, Facebook this week. Oh, such a great looking, great scene. Ironic, Sprite just left when we said shirtless George Takei. <laughs> well, at least my ears aren't getting exploded by a purring kitty head. I know, I, when I first heard that, that line. Oh, yes, I forgot about Mycroft getting tingly bit. No, 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 no. The one's the scene that one line that uh, Mindy Rass or Mindy Keenan as she is now, since she got married. Congrats, Mindy. Um, yes, congratulations. Gave me this improv that literally made me choke and fall out of my chair, lip laughing. It was, um, ooh, my prompt. Is it cold in here? I swear your nipples could cut glass. Yeah, so that's what just played and reminded me of the fact that Desdemona makes my prompt tingly. Yes, that's. 
Yes. Uh-oh. He's going to end up making Mycroft mad. So you and the commander never? Never, And yes, the girls are all going, Oh, my eyes are glued to him. Well, I have to admit that it is funny to imagine Mycroft with all the ladies chasing him because, of course, most of the crew hasn't figured out that he just doesn't like ladies yet. Well, yes, Elizabeth. Yeah, there's Vixen even going. that body move. I wonder if he's single. Thrust now. I want a good look at that behind. Thrust now. Yeah, that's Christy. That was good. That was good. That's Christy Blatt. And she gave me some good fun ones. Nice. The ad living on this show is always so super. I love it. I mean, I'm. I always tell my cast and I pretty much say, "Okay, give me one or two takes the way I wrote it." But then, please, 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 improv. The crazier the improv, the better. And nine times out of ten, I will actually use some of it. I would love to. I mean, uh, Mindy Raft is a Mindy Keenan. Sorry, Mindy, it's force of habit. Yes, we must practice the name. Yes, we must practice the Mindy Keenan. Yes, uh, but Mindy, uh, when she gave her best, she gave me these great, um, such fantastic, hilarious improvs. I mean. Anytime she's in an episode, I can guarantee there's like a minute at the end in the bloopers of her just going on and on and on with this what the heck stuff out of nowhere that is absolutely hilarious. It was so good that literally I write places in the script now for her to do that specifically. And I can verify that since I, well, now I'm racist. I will say though, I have to say that Bats does steal this scene. Just with her noticing, not the men's sword fighting, but you know, the way she's worked around that to notice what she's truly attracted to. Although that relationship does make me question some things to look Freudian. And there's the tingly bits I was yes. talking about. Poor Mycroft's sword is that attention. Well, as long as he doesn't try and parade Andre with it, I think we're all right. Oh, poor, poor Andre might be happy if he did, then at least he'd be getting some action. Careful, beef eater, he almost got you. Very, very true. Very true. Now we also know where he almost got gotten. I have to admit, though, Andre's voice does make me her. Yes, um, uh, that's Abner Cenarius. He, did, he, did, he does a great job as um, Andre in season one. Sprite, Silvani, please stop fighting. Take it to the bedroom. We're recording. You're purring again. Thank you. Hey, Mike, I am Yes, I said to stop fighting and they came back. <laughs> I have both kitties now. So this is Silvani over here, who nobody can see, but that's alright. <laughs> he is an Armorock fan, I believe. Isn't that right? Yes, he he likes to listen to Armorock things. Which is very funny considering he's the shy, sweet one out of the pair of them. Not that Sprite isn't sweet, but uh, she's very outgoing. Likes people, won't hide from them. The first few times I played audio drama with him here, he went and he hid in the closet out of fear of the strange voices he couldn't find. And now he comes out and listens and helps with the commentary. <laughs> Stop hating you when you are actually sincere instead of just downright disgusting. Yes, Vixen and the Ace are still at it. 
Well, I do think it's nice because we get to watch Ace learn how to actually flirt with a woman and show he actually means it instead of let's just get some sex tonight so I can prove I'm awesome. Think about it. Poor Ace. Yes, he's a great fighter pilot, but he look who he has as a big brother, like the star space feet poster boy, second in command of the greatest ship in the galaxy. I mean, every all the all the women. I wouldn't be surprised. All the women. Ace goes yeah. mad and has an affair with Shervaz. Shervaz! You and Christina Boyd are so bad, they always say Shervaz. It's Shervaz! Like the vase you put flowers in. I even practiced this time. It rhymes with days. But yeah, you know, on my scripts, I will. I actually make notes of her names that I struggle with because there's another one too. But uh, I'll let that come out in an outtake. But yeah, I mean, think about it. And even and poor, and even poor Ace, because even with Mycroft, all the girls chased after Mycroft, and he's gay and not at all interested. Yeah, it is a slap in the face to poor little Ace. I mean, he's here. He, he is. He is like top, like the the Maverick, Top Gun, Tom Cruise kind of pilot guy. And as long as he doesn't end up acting like Tom Cruise now, we're okay. I have to say, I like this scene because, of course, this is early Armorock, and uh, it, it shows his observant nature, which is something that I like about him. I don't know if Silvani likes this, but he's just happy to listen to Mac Talk. So. Who isn't happy to listen to Mac Talk? I mean, really. We settle our differences fist against fist. My uh, caregiver got scared by oh, him. Oh, really? So. It's all so violent. When he first started doing, I think it was that first scene when he came into the episode, because I've been playing Gaia for my employee so that she can get addicted like the rest of us. And when he first made his debut, she got really creeped out. It was quite fantastic. That, really, that debut of you know him in space with Thornton creeped me out, too. Because the first time I listened to listened to his lines for that, it was dark with like two in the morning and my all the lights were off and the hair on my neck just stood up and I completely freaked out. Well, I will try and replicate that with you for Amrusus. Yes, you also have... I like that she's just a bit rusty after a few, what, I guess this is almost a millennia? Two millennia? Yeah, a while. But it's been a while, but she's just a tiny bit rusty. Well, she's been around since the Big Bang, so that's <laughs> that's still funny. <laughs> I'm just a little bit rusty. Yeah, and here now, Minecraft has had enough. I've had placing tingles in places I shouldn't have tingles, and I have had more than enough. This is entirely uncivilized. He's having a a, a moment. <laughs> well, given that he's got another moment in his pants and it took him this long, this just shows his level of self-control. I am your superior officer and you will by God start acting like a dignified member of this crew. I love making David have, his, have these sort of moments. Oh, this is more than enough. I'm ending Well, he pulls them off so Yes, he does! My sword! Although I have to say that I think Minecraft is quite a departure for David because I don't I've never really pictured David's characters or David as stuffy, but Minecraft sometimes is quite stuffy. I, I go to some of those old forties British movies with the butler and that is so Minecraft in certain moments. <laughs> well, it's not a bad thing, it's just Minecraft. <laughs> David doesn't like to think of himself as stuffy. <laughs> well, see, like I said, I don't think of David as stuffy, but Mycroft definitely gets there. <laughs> Good fighting, Andre. 
I think it's a requirement for every British actor to be able to sound stuffy because of all of the American roles written for stuffy British people. It's just big. I didn't actually design Mycroft to be stuffy. More like just a bit neurotic because Elizabeth drives him absolutely crazy. <laughs> well, it might just be... Because, you know, like I said, he's not stuffy all the time, it's just in certain moments. It might just be his attempt to not show his frustration that makes him come out that way. Oh, it's not like we're in the heads of- well, you are, but I'm not in the head of the character. And you still don't get to control what the actor does, so there's this little bit of disparity where we don't quite know. Yes, Ace and Vixen are sharing the first kiss right now. Well, um, Bats and- Was that slurping? Bats and Squeegit are making out in, this, in the back behind the scene. Out there, and then Vixen and Ace had their first kiss, and she slapped him afterwards. I love that there's wedding. I know some people thought thought I, I shouldn't have put the wedding music in, but when I put it, it just made me laugh. Honestly, I thought it was just kind of like a, you're you're making fun of the culmination of the scene in a way, where Ace has been working for this so hard, and she slaps him, but there's wedding music, and it's just. It's a great moment where you can show humor and you know what you're writing. You know it's well, this is the yeah, this is the second. This is like one of the the first like guy episode six. This seven part one and seven part two were originally part of one super mega episode Gaia episode six. It was supposed to be a Halloween special, and it's the one case where my writing really. <laughs> Really, really, really got away from me in epic, in epic manner. Hmm. <laughs> Editing is the hardest part of writing. I will admit that. Oh, this fun! This uh, this this is a fun scene. This is a fun scene. This is one of my favorite scenes in this segment of this. Yes, episode. this scene. This scene. I'm I'm glad I kept this episode in, just for, almost for this scene in general. Renee. Who, play, who plays Desdemona I and I had so much fun dreaming this up. And she did, a, she did a great job! I don't believe it. Well, you know, I just wish that there were some visuals to go along with this scene because it's, it's gotta be hilarious. Well, you can imagine him in bed with the, with the, the curly musketeer red hood, hair, I mean hair, and... Sword oh, he's in full regalia. Yeah, no, he's naked. Except for he's naked except well, for the hair. I was getting that. He's in full regalia was a reference to his pants yes. and the state of his affairs. <laughs> he's got an erection. Yes, his belt hides the erection, or and he's just in bed, naked, waiting for her. <laughs> This is something that if this is ever made into a TV series, it has to be on HBO just so we can see this. I confess, I feel <laughs> unable to resist your charms any longer. Oh, Sprite has given her face of approval to this scene. Not seen in a thousand years. It's an original, actually. I can't believe she's so quiet My tonight, can you? My wife wore it on our wedding day back in the 1500s. Uh, uh, <laughs> your wife? Your wife? I was a man. I was a man back then. Okay. Makes total sense to her. Oh, oui, yes, yes. Come to me. Let me undress you with oh, my teeth. Oh, just a moment, darling. We're mad. He does that so well. There's a type of toy I trust. Just a few toys I got from a friend of mine named Ginger. 
I'm surprised she didn't reference the cal or the the uh, Marquis de Sade there instead of Ginger. Uh, well, it's Renee, so Ginger worked a little bit better. I suppose that's true. Even the Marquis de Sade's friendship would be Andre who got the choice from him. <laughs> Andre would not survive the one minute with the Marquis de Sade. <laughs> yes, they would somehow get near each other, and then Andre would spontaneously combust. <laughs> ドゥドゥドゥドゥドゥドゥドゥドゥドゥドゥドゥドゥドゥドゥドゥドゥドゥドゥドゥドゥドゥドゥドゥドゥドゥドゥドゥドゥドゥドゥドゥドゥドゥ
the unexpected when first. Jensen I like to, I like, I've stuck in a lot of stuff just for sheer whimsy Elizabeth value. Andre in particular was sheer whimsy. I just, Leo when Bailey I was writing the original ideas for the bridge crew, I just had, I love um, Alexandre Dumas' novel The Three Musketeers. Um, James Rossi, I actually want to adapt it to audio drama someday. Guest starring but, um, David Smith as I, I had the idea I of, of a, musketeer. a musketeer in space, and that's where Andre came Written, from. Cast, directed, um, McCall came from Honestly, this Andre does something of whimsy of uh, a parrot as a communications officer. Original Gaia's Voyage is main title music by Sam Hatt. Well, what those two characters do, because McCall does work in the darker scenes, but Andre, if there's a scene that is too heavy, often I'll notice that he comes into the scene, and then it's not so overpowering that you don't want to listen anymore there are some of those where stuff gets really dark so andre is your comic relief but he also can do serious things at the same time which is vital for making comic relief work he can't always be the funny guy sometimes he just has to be the french guy who does his job and that is something that you do well yeah andre is eccentric out there and just what the hell is going on with him but he is a very very good pilot and there's room for him um, and he and McCall have a nice little love-hate, you know, banter. They're almost like Spock and McCoy. How they they're good friends, but they insult one another all the time. Yeah, somehow they're funnier than Spock and McCoy. <laughs> Do you really think that Undomo would say sugar? I know you would say sugar. Ah, uh, she was really, really good what did as I say? Undomo. What is the South African? They say things like. Would you go on top of the mountain to shout out something? What else would they say? I, I would try to come up with something better, but if not, I will use sugar. <laughs> bloopers. I'm, I always have fun putting in the oh. bloopers. We'll have to help you plan I like the bloopers. We'll have to have you. We'll have to have you. I forgot to turn up the volume on that Yeah, we both just one. get quiet to respect we'll the tongue twister. Yes, it is quiet. Talk. At least she got the line out we'll successfully multiple times. Plan. It just was this once, so you know? We'll have to have to. We'll have to have you. We'll have to have you help plan Natty's birthday. Sometimes writing on shows like this is torture. <laughs> I love writing. The writing is actually what comes to me. No, I meant what you do to us, the oh, actors. Of course, yes. <laughs> That's part of the fun! You have no idea. I love this medic. <laughs> what am I going to do next to David and Mac and all of the rest of you? It is one of the most fun things at all. How did I know it was literal torture? Gee, see how you are. Which is usually a bilateral orchiectomy and leaves the uh, externality intact. Oh, yes, I love this blooper. And you can always put in those things they use for dogs called nudicles. <clears throat> you do know what you do yeah, know what nudicles are. I was just reading crack. You do know what nudicles are, right? While waiting for you. And yeah, and but they had a thing about nudicles, and I was actually reading about nudicles before we recorded this commentary. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> it comes full circle, my day. Alright, well that is the end of episode seven, part one. And we will be back momentarily with episode 7, part 2. So stay tuned, Gaia fans!